chapter number one. We desire your prayers. I'd like to I'd like to preach like I was in revival tonight, but I'll just be honest with you, I don't think I am going to be able to. But oh, if there's ever a text, the book of Galatians chapter one and verse number six. Found that tonight, will you say amen? As you stand this evening, and we're thankful tonight. Now, you that are inside of the building, don't take this the wrong way, but I'm thankful for all of you. But I'm thankful for those faithful that are on the parking lot, sitting inside of their cars. Not able to see these that have had their hands up. You that have stood up rejoicing in the Lord. They can't hear maybe your testimony. They maybe can't hear you clapping your hands. But they're still faithful. Those listening by Facebook or sermon audio. I'm thankful for you too. They're still faithful. The book of Galatians chapter 1 and verse 6. Bible says tonight, I marvel that ye are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel, which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and would pervert, pervert the gospel of Christ. But though we, or an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. For do I now persuade men or God? Or do I seek to please men? For if I yet please men, I should not be the servant of Christ. But I certify you Brethren, that the gospel which was preached of me is not after me, man. For I neither received it of man, neither was I taught it, but by the revelation of Jesus Christ. For ye have heard of my conversation in time past in the Jews' religion, how that beyond measure I persecuted the church of God and wasted it, and profited in the Jews' religion above many my equals in mine own nation, being more exceedingly zealous of the traditions of my fathers. But when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb, and called me by His grace to reveal His Son in me, that I might preach Him among the heathen, immediately I conferred not with flesh and blood, neither went I up to Jerusalem to them which are the apostles before me, but I went into Arabia and returned again unto Damascus. Then after three years I went up to Jerusalem to see Peter and abode with him fifteen days, but other of the apostles saw I none save James, the Lord's brother. Now the things which I write unto you, 
Behold, before God, I lie not. You can be seated. Father, good God in heaven, Lord, as I humbly bow in thy presence this hour. Father, I pray tonight, God, that you'd cleanse my mind, empty me of self, purify my spirit, and fill me with your spirit. Father, I pray tonight, dear God, that you would take every thought of the flesh out of my mind. Father, I pray that every word that would be spoken by these lips of clay, I pray tonight that they would be filtered and authored and directed by the Holy Ghost of God. Father, I pray tonight, Lord, that you'd hide your preacher behind the shadow of the cross. I pray tonight, Lord, you'd hide me in the cleft of thy rock, cover me there with thy hand while your glory passes by. And Father, I pray tonight, God, that you would help every single individual that listens tonight, dear God, or tomorrow, or next week, next month, or next year. I pray tonight, dear God, that you would speak to their hearts just as you've spoken to our hearts. And Father, I pray you would do a work, and Father, that you would help us, Father, to be on fire for you. Father, I pray you'd save the sinner. God, I pray for old time, Holy Ghost conviction. Father, I pray tonight that you'd reclaim the backslider. Lord, the one that's out of fellowship, that has turned and walked away from you, I pray tonight would be the night that they rededicate their life, their soul, their mind, and their body unto you. And I pray you'd encourage the child of God. I love and I thank you in Jesus' lovely name. I pray and I beg and ask these favors. And together the church says, Amen. Tonight, I will likely be much slower than I normally am. But don't get nervous. If you want to write some of these scriptures down, we encourage you to do that. And I want to start tonight by just giving you a simple title for tonight's text. And it is tonight found in verse 6, verse 7, verse 8, verse 9, and verse 11. And it is the gospel. The gospel simply means good news. It is from an Anglo-Saxon word which means good news. And Do you realize tonight, let me just try to make sure that everybody understands what a privileged group of people this generation is. The gospel was not given unto the saints of the Old Testament. (laughs) Let that resonate just a minute. The gospel was not given to the Muslims. Oh my, I can tell right now, i got some, some of you just wondering. The gospel tonight was not given unto Abraham. But the gospel came through Abraham. Well, some of you starting to turn into the wind, aren't you? The gospel was not given to David, but it came through David. The gospel did not come unto Jesse. But the gospel came out of the root and the stem of Jesse. 
the gospel. <laughs> Understand what a privilege that only going back 2,000 years ago, that's when the gospel was presented. The gospel according to St. Luke in chapter 2 and verse 8 tells us, And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. Watch this. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. Can I remind you tonight that the angel did not show up and present the gospel 4,000 years ago? No, ma'am. The gospel was not presented 3,000 years ago, but it was always in God's plan. Let me just explain what I mean. The gospel is not plan B. Jesus is the Lamb slain from before the foundation of the earth. God always intended for there to be a virgin birth. God always intended for there to be a hill called Mount Calvary. God always intended, thank God tonight, for Jesus to come, thank God, born of a virgin, and have the Lamb of God to die, hang between heaven and earth, and for Him to bear the sins of the world. It's not plan B. It's not a mulligan. What's a mulligan? It's not a do-over. <laughs> God's first plan was not the blood of goats and calves. That was just a down payment. <laughs> the gospel has always been in God's playbook. Preacher, I'm not exactly sure I follow what you're saying. Well, let me just say this tonight. Neil Brown almost lost the Mountaineer game last weekend. Boy, that went over like a lead balloon. I'm just calling it like it is up here tonight, ain't it? Oh, what are you getting at? We had a great big lead in the first half, but in the second half, uh, now some of you are starting to come along with me, aren't you? Well, let me just simply say tonight, God's not on the edge of the throne saying I'm just about ready to lose it. You understand tonight, it's always been God's plan. It always will be God's plan. And you have been chosen to be in God's plan. What am I doing in God's plan? You are a partaker of the gospel. Romans chapter 1 and verse 1 says this. Uh, let's just read it together tonight because I can... Make, I want to make sure that if I read it in your hearing that uh, it resonates in your mind tonight. Paul, chapter 1 and verse 1. That baby's not bothering me. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God. Well, preacher, I, I understand that. Look at this in Romans chapter 1, verse 16. 
Not only was it called the gospel of God, but in chapter 1 verse 16, Paul writing to the church at Rome, he said, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek. Well, preacher, I'm starting to understand a little bit about what the good news is all about. Look with me tonight in in the book of Ephesians chapter number 1 and verse number 13. Well, why are you showing us this tonight, preacher? In chapter number 1, verse number 13, the Bible says, and again, this is the Apostle Paul writing to the church at Ephesus. He says, in whom ye also trusted that after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after ye believed that ye were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Preacher, why are you sharing that? Because in Romans 1 and 1, he referred to it as the gospel of God. In 1 and 16, it was the gospel of Christ. In Ephesians 1 and 13, it is the gospel of our salvation. Preacher, why are you sharing that? Because you cannot have the gospel of salvation without having the gospel of Christ. You cannot have the gospel of Christ without having the gospel of God. What exactly are you saying tonight? I'm simply saying tonight that the Holy Ghost brought our gospel. Well, how do you get that, preacher? I want you to know that when you and I believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, we put our faith in the gospel of Jesus Christ because of the Word of God and because God's Spirit spoke to us and when we asked God to forgive us of our sins and when God came and His Spirit dwelled in us you know what He brought unto you? The gospel of salvation. Preacher, what exactly are you saying? I'm just reminding you that gospel is the good news. Can I tell you tonight that God's people ought to be the happiest people on the globe. I mean, inflation is such a big headline in today's news stories. I mean, you can listen to uh, the Wall Street Journal. You can watch, uh, uh, well, I'll not say that dirty three-letter CNN word uh, in the church tonight. You can watch any of those news outlets you want to, and they're talking about inflation. Uh, They're talking about the value of your dollar losing value. Can I tell you that what Jesus bought my salvation with will never lose its value? Uh, Can I tell you, uh, thank God I've been through storms, uh, and the rain hasn't washed it away can I tell you the wind didn't blow it away and when the lightning flashed it didn't snap it away but thank God tonight I am saved from the uttermost unto the uttermost do you know tonight that if you are a possessor of the gospel you ought to be excited though this world and its ship may be sinking thank God I'm not going down with the ship. I'm going up, up, up. Thank God one day I'm going to take and lay down this robe of flesh and I'm going to take my flight all because of the gospel. 
Jesus said in John chapter 3 and verse 16, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. Let's stop right there just a minute. If you're waiting on another gospel, that ship ain't sailing. Only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish. What's that mean, preacher? That means that you should not go to hell. But if you go to hell, it's because you rejected the gospel. (laughs) Paul said that if our gospel be hid, it be hid to them which are what? Lost. Well, preacher, what are you saying tonight? Understand tonight, uh, the gospel still works. You don't need a three-step program to have good works in your life. Oh, my. I'm not, I'm not preaching against any of those uh, programs. I'm sure they uh, implement good attributes. But listen, what they teach you, I believe that David Covey wrote a book, uh, Seven, uh, Seven Habits, uh, forget the exact name of the title, uh, but what they were trying to instill in you is how to form good habits uh, to being a good leader. Can I tell you tonight, uh, you can have all of these good trainings, uh, all of these good schools to try to teach you how to do this or how to do that, uh, but it will not add to your salvation. It is not by works of righteousness which we... Do you realize what... Well, let's just read it together. Will you go with me to the book of Titus tonight? If you'll do that tonight, I believe that if you read it with me, I believe that God will help you to be able to hold on to this tonight. To the book of Titus, right there after the book of 2 Timothy, in chapter number 3 tonight, in the book of Titus, chapter number 3, just before the book of Philemon. Or if you are Jamaican, Philemon tonight. The book of Titus, y'all laughing at me, the book of Titus, chapter number 3. Help me, Lord, to get out of the flesh. Chapter number 3, the book of Titus, verse number 5. Not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to His mercy He saved us by the washing of the regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost, which He shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Savior. That being justified by His grace, we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Preacher, what is that? That is receiving the gospel. Preacher, what is it tonight that you are trying to get across? Listen tonight. We can get up here and preach any form of doctrine that we feel led to teach. But all of those doctrines that I teach... if they're not founded and based upon the gospel, then they are in vain. (laughs) Understand, I can get up here and preach second works, and that's in vain, unless the first works was on the gospel. (laughs) 
And I don't believe in second works. I believe in third works, fourth works, fifth works, sixth works. What are you saying? I'm saying that that same gospel continues to work over and over and over. You say, preacher, do you are you saying I've got to come back to the altar to get something? No, I'm not saying that. And the Bible does not teach that because when you receive the gospel, you get the goods, okay? I, I mean, listen, when you get the gospel and you accept the gospel, what is the gospel preacher? Uh, the gospel is simply this, uh, that man was on, man was born a sinner. Uh, man was destined for a place called hell uh, and the gospel is the good news uh, that man doesn't have to go to hell uh, because God commendeth his love toward us uh, that while in that we were yet sinners uh, Christ died for us. Uh, Jesus Christ uh, who was born of of a virgin, uh, lived 33 and a half years, uh, sinless years I might add, uh, he hang uh, between heaven and earth on a cross uh, between two malefactors uh, and in his dying breath uh, he even allowed one to be able to go to paradise with him. Uh, he died on the cross of Calvary for your sin, uh, for my sin, uh, and not only the sin of Sissonville, uh, but for the sin uh, of the whole world. Uh, and you understand they put him in a grave that was buried. They put him in a tomb. Uh, rolled the stone away. Who uh, rolled the stone over to hide him there. Uh, then on that third day morning, uh, hell uh, couldn't hold him. Uh, death couldn't do anything with him. Uh, the grave had to turn loose of him. Uh, and the gospel uh, got up uh, out of the tomb. Uh, thank God tonight he walked upon the earth for 40 days. Uh, seen uh, of over 500 at one time. Uh, the Thank God on that 40th day, uh, these two men stood uh, and said, Ye men in white, or these uh, two men in white apparel stood uh, and said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye here gazing up uh, for this same Jesus? <laughs> Irene, he's not sending Gabriel back to get you, <laughs> he's coming himself. These two men, they said, <laughs> Why stand you here gazing for this same Jesus shall come again in like manner? You know what that is? That's the gospel. That's the good news. And you know why I was able to have the help that I received tonight? Because of them singing? No, they didn't have anything to do with it. They were just vessels. What helped you, preacher? The gospel. And the Holy Ghost of God. He blew from another world. You couldn't see him, but I felt him. You couldn't hear him with this ear, but I could hear him with this ear. The gospel is still working today. And you understand tonight, next year, if we're still upon the face of the earth, the gospel will still be working then. And do you know tonight, there will be a day according to 2 Thessalonians chapter number 2, honey, only when he that now letteth uh, be taken out of the way whenever the Holy Ghost is out of here. Uh, do you realize tonight uh, where I'm going to be? I'm glad you asked me. Uh, I'll be uh, with the gospel. Uh, do you realize tonight that the gospel uh, is the greatest gift uh, that God has ever given? And do you realize tonight that you, you have a choice to be partakers of that gift.
3,000 years ago, it wasn't offered to them. But when the fullness of time came, <laughs> who is that preacher? Jesus, made of a woman. <laughs> You know what happened? The Holy Ghost of God came upon Mary. And you know what He did? Thank God the Holy Ghost conceived within Mary. And you know what happened? The blood of the Father. Oh yes, it came inside of that womb. And you know what the blood did? Thank God. Do you know tonight that it is the blood that a child receives not from his mother, not from her mother, not from the mailman, but from the Father. And the blood that Jesus shed on the cross of Calvary. Whose blood was that? It was the blood of God. And that is the blood of the gospel of God. The gospel still works. The gospel will never stop working. They called me to the hospital on Sunday afternoon. Lord, if you'll help me. If I had the liberty to tell this, they called me to the hospital Sunday afternoon, a, a young man, 54 years old. They had put him on comfort measures, and they had uh, said that he wanted to be forgiven. He, uh, they had. Now, I'm just going to tell it like it is, and if you don't like it, you can just uh, pray for me. It's all I can tell you. Said that, that uh, they had called the Catholic chaplain down, and the Catholic chaplain had made them all mad. Said the nurses were even mad. So they called me, and I thank God they called me. You know what I told that young man whenever I got to get in there and visit with him through that N95 mask across my face that I was suffocating with? I presented the gospel. I didn't present any reaffirming words that I learned from my great-grandmother on my mommy's side. I, I did not uh, recite some poem that I learned in English class. I, I presented the gospel. I, and you hear me and you hear me well. I, the gospel is still what it takes for men and women to go to heaven. I, always works I, and always will work. I, do you realize, well preacher, what exactly are you trying to get across? Let me just go through this tonight. And you can pray for me because I've already tonight went farther than I thought I was going to get. So you pray for me. Chapter 1, verse 6 and verse 7. I want you to look at this tonight and I want you to look at the false gospel. What, 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 where did you see false gospel? Paul said, I marvel that you are so soon removed from Him that called you uh, into the grace of Christ unto another gospel. See, if there is anything labeled as another gospel, it's a false gospel. The gospel of good works is a false gospel. The gospel of sign this pledge card and you'll go to heaven, that's the false gospel. The gospel of recite this prayer after me is a false gospel. Oh my, I, 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 I can just tell right now I've upset some of my brethren. I'm not talking about in here. I'm talking about out there. And you on the parking lot, I'm not talking about you, okay? All I'm saying tonight, I'm not talking about Union Valley, folks. I'm just saying tonight that if I were able to stand up here and give an altar call and say, now, if you'll just recite after me, there's no power in that. You, you say, preacher, uh, what makes you think there's got to be any power? Go with me to the book of 1 Thessalonians. Huh. 
And if you're not praying for me, I need your prayers. And I'll tell you why I need your prayers. I'm upset in several denominations tonight, and I ain't even got through the introduction. Amen. The gospel. First Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 4. Knowing, brethren... Hell, let me just go back and pick up verse 2 and 3. They're good too. We give thanks to God always for you, for you all, making mention of you in our prayers, remembering without ceasing your work of faith and labor of love and patience of hope in the Lord Jesus Christ in the sight of God and our Father. Watch this now. Knowing, brethren, beloved, your election of God. Look at this next statement. For our gospel came not unto you in words only. You know that altar call I just mentioned? That's words only. Look at these next four words. But also in power. What's that mean? That word power in this verse uh, is from uh, the Greek word dunamis. Uh, and you know what that word means? I know you do, Brother Adam. Uh, it means dynamite. Uh, you know what that does? Uh, dynamite uh, blows it up. Uh, dynamite has power. Uh, and you know when the Holy Ghost comes in, uh, He didn't just come in. Hello? I mean, when He came in, I didn't have to say, Is somebody there? I knew. Thank God I knew. Honey, I didn't have to go say, Mama, oh, did I get it? Papa, oh, did I get it? Preacher, did I get it? I mean, I knew what I got when I got it because something as big as God is came down inside of me. And if you're saved, you knew it too. First John. You say, Preacher, I'm saved, but I just, I, I think I am well, let's just see what the Bible says. 1 John chapter 5. Lord, you help me not to upset every different denomination in this world, but Lord, you help me to preach the right doctrine. 1 John chapter 5 and verse 13. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that ye may wonder, no, no, that ye may think, no, that ye may K-N-O-W, that ye may know that ye have eternal life, and that ye may believe on the name of the Son of God. And Sister Jennifer, uh, one of the scriptures that Brother Noble, he used to love to testify to, right over there whenever he would stand up and tears would be coming down his face, uh, he'd take his white handkerchief uh, and he'd be wiping them uh, and he'd say, we love the brethren because we pass from death unto life. Uh, do you know what the gospel is? Uh, it is the love of God. Uh, and if you can love somebody that you in the flesh want to hate them, uh, but you've got love inside of you, you don't want to see anybody mistreated. Uh, you don't want to 
see anybody done wrong no matter how bad they've done people no matter how bad they've talked about you but you love them in spite of who they really are you say preacher I can't do that you can't but he can and you realize tonight that if you and I got what we really deserved it would not be the gospel neighbor it would be judgment and we would be cast into an eternal hell we would be cast into an everlasting lake of fire where the worm dieth not but you and I have received the gospel what an opportunity what an opportunity mommy what an opportunity it is for you to share the gospel with your children oh my daddy what an opportunity it is for you to kneel down in prayer and let your children see you praying all because of the gospel See, the only reason God hears your prayers is because you receive the gospel. <laughs> well, what are you saying? I'm saying your prayers aren't going to go above the ceiling. If you yell out enough, they might go to the shingles. But if you've got the gospel, in Jesus' name, if you've got the gospel, you can whisper with the smallest, faintest voice when you're struggling and your spirit and God's spirit gets yoked up and the Holy Ghost, because you prayed in Jesus' name, He delivers that prayer to the thrice holy throne of heaven. And you know what Jesus does? He receives that prayer in His name. Yeah. And you know what He does? He turns to the Father and He's making intercessions for you, for you. When your children are sick and they've got a fever and you can't do anything to bring it down and you're praying, you know what's really going on? What's really going on is God the Father in heaven heard your prayer that you whispered from the privacy of your heart. The Holy Ghost of God delivered it unto the Son. And Jesus on the right hand of the Father, He was making intercession for you in that very moment. And He turns to the Father and He says, Father, they need you. Father, they need us. Father, they've come in my name. And you know what the Father will do? He'll accept that prayer in Jesus' name. You can't have Jesus' name without the gospel. Do you, do you realize that? You, you can't have, you cannot have anything get to heaven without the gospel. Look with me in verse number 8. Uh, I'm back in the book of Galatians, chapter 1, verse 8. We see the factual gospel in verse 8 and verse 9. But Paul writing, he went on to say, But though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you, look at this statement, than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. As we said before, so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you, look at this, look at these next five words, than that ye have received, let him be accursed. Remember what Jesus said he, in 
John, or in the Gospel of Luke, chapter number 4 and verse 18, he was quoting the prophet Isaiah 61, if I'm not mistaken, if my, my memory might be wrong there. He said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel. To the poor, he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. You know what Jesus came for? To preach the gospel. And you know what he came, what his purpose was? To present the gospel. You say, preacher, I never heard Jesus preach. Oh, you did. You did and you just didn't know it. Yeah. See, whenever the Holy Spirit of God knocks upon your heart's door, the Holy Spirit won't show up at your door empty-handed. It's like when you move to a new community. See, they used to. Now, some of the... Uh, they may not do it anymore. They didn't do it where I live now. Shame on them people. They used to show up at your front door and they'd have cakes. I mean, that's shouting ground. Graham cracker pies. I mean, hallelujah, I can't get a holy grunt out of some of y'all. Strawberry shortcake. Oh, we hit the sweet spot. Well, preacher, what are you saying tonight? The neighbors showed up carrying fruit. They didn't show up empty-handed. And the Holy Spirit of God will never show up empty-handed. You know what He shows up with? The gospel. Yeah. You know why? That you can sit inside of a church and the Holy Spirit start... And, and you, you can just feel your chest a thump, 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 thump. Maybe your eyes start watering uh, and, and you just feel like I'm just going to explode. It's all because of the gospel. Preacher, do you really believe that? Oh, yes, I, I, I absolutely assure you that that's it tonight. Look with me in verse number 11. But I certify you, brethren, that the gospel... Did you, did you catch that? He didn't call it a gospel. He said that the gospel which was preached of me is not after man. For neither received it of man, neither was I taught it. But by the revelation of Jesus Christ. Look at this, look at this next verse in verse 15. But when it pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by His grace, look at these next five words, to reveal His Son in me, that I might preach Him among the heathen. Preacher, what exactly does that mean? That, mean God, that means God had a purpose for the Apostle Paul. And that purpose was to present the gospel. I'm going to make some of you scratch your head and I'm going to make some of you really question what I'm going to say. God has a purpose for every single one of you. And that purpose that God has for you is the same that God has for me. That purpose that God has for you is the same that He had for the Apostle Paul. Preacher, are you saying God wants me to preach? That's not what I'm saying. But He wants you to present the gospel. I'm not saying God's calling you to preach. But you are a vessel of God 
that possess, you possess the gospel. So God wants you to present the gospel. You say, preacher, I think I follow what you're saying. Well, you, you take, you go out and buy a brand new car. And there'll be somebody is washing their car and their water is washing off their driveway onto the street. Jennifer, you know what we'll do? We'll slow down and we'll drive around that water to keep your automobile clean. Why? Because you're trying to present your brand new automobile. Well, preacher, what exactly are you saying? I'm saying you've got something in you greater than a new automobile. You know what it is? It's the gospel. See, the gospel of God lives through the Holy Spirit of God. And the Holy Spirit of God bears witness with your heart, with my heart. That's why when somebody is in the service testifying and you can feel when their spirit is testifying or they're singing up here and the Holy Spirit is knocking on your heart's door. You know what that is? That's because you've got something that's a magnet. They've got something that is a magnet. And they're bearing witness with one another. You know what that is? That's the gospel. Look, look with me tonight. I'm almost done. Look with me tonight, if you will, in the, in, uh, the latter part of verse number 16. Am I right, Lord? Verse number 16, the latter part. Immediately I conferred not with flesh and blood. Neither went I up to Jerusalem to them which were apostles before me, but I went to Arabia and returned again unto Damascus. Well, preacher, what's that got to do with anything? You know what Paul did? Paul didn't go and he, he didn't ask somebody that was there and say, well, should I testify? You know what Paul didn't do? He didn't sit at home and rehearse his testimony for tonight's service. Yeah. You know, when Paul spoke, Paul spoke because the gospel was in him. Y'all understand what I'm preaching tonight? Well, let, let me just try to share this story with you. Low family, if you would, would you come tonight? And Adam, for the first song, if you would, would you sing uh, All My Hope Is In Jesus? Would that be okay? There was a preacher and the owner of a soap manufacturing business walking down Main Street in the early 1900s. And that owner of that soap manufacturing business, he was one of those folks that just kind of played church. And they walked down Main Street and they got to the intersection. There was some winos standing there on the corner. And that owner of that soap manufacturing business spoke to that preacher and he said, Preacher, you've preached in citywide campaigns. You've preached all over this city. And look, your gospel has no effect. Look at the sin. The old preacher, he didn't say anything, Brother Jeff. He just kept quiet. They too kept walking right down Main Street. They got on down there toward the fire department had opened up the hydrants and the water was gushing out and all of the kids on the side of the street were making little mud pies. And that preacher, he said to the owner of that soap manufacturing business, he said, you know, 
The gospel is a lot like the soap. And he said, well, what do you mean, preacher? He said, the soap has been manufactured and produced all throughout this city. And look at all them dirty kids. And the owner of that soap manufacturing business didn't say anything, and the preacher simply said this, the soap is able to clean those kids up, but they've got to accept it. The gospel still works in 2021 and it's able to clean up America. It's able to restore families, but we've got to accept it and to hold on to the gospel of Jesus Christ. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. But God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. If a woman or a man, a boy or a girl goes to hell, it'll be because they rejected the gospel. Not because they were an alcoholic. Not because they were a prostitute. Not because they were a liar. Not because they were an adulterer. Not because they were a fornicator. Not because they were a thief. But because they rejected the gospel. You understand? That's the only sin that God cannot forgive is blasphemy of the Holy Spirit of God. Well, preacher, exactly what is that? That's when God's Spirit is knocking on the door for you to receive the gospel and you reject it. You turn the sign over that says closed for business. You lock up the door and refuse to allow the gospel to penetrate your cold, stony heart. God can't help you if you don't accept the gospel.